It's Friday, Portals of Prayer, August 14th. Hope you've had a great week enjoying Jesus. Uh, Maybe you've seen some things that he has asked you to be a part of this week and you're just rejoicing in that. Um, If not, the week's not over and uh, he's still working and he's inviting you to join uh, him on on the mission of being an ambassador for Christ and and telling others that he has a great plan and that they should be reconciled to God through the work of Jesus Christ. So, Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling to the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed, when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Hmm. Sobering words. Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. The wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. Happy Endings My favorite stories are the epic, good, overcoming evil, fate of mankind, happily ever after sort of stories. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Sometimes these stories are hard to read because the characters undergo severe challenges and trials in their quest to beat the evil in the world. But in the end, the characters win and the world is saved. In today's reading, Jesus was starting to teach his followers about the epic purpose of his coming, which would look ugly and frightening for a while. He was not there to do the small thing of overthrowing Israel's enemies and making life easier for a time. He would engage in the battle to overthrow the world's enemies of sin, death, and the devil. At many many points in epic stories, the hero and his followers can turn back, unwilling to make the sacrifice needed. This is one of those points for the disciples. Only the belief in their hero, Jesus, and his purpose would keep them going. His love for the world he came to save would become their love as well. The small gains they had hoped for in the beginning would be dwarfed by the gains of the cross. In following Jesus, we set our minds on the things of God, as he did. That's the happy ending. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us so much that you didn't turn your back. What's interesting is, even in that gospel account, there's a cost. And actually, something that Jesus is is requiring. He's saying, look, 
if you're going to be my disciple, you're going to be about the business that I am about. And that is about telling others that God loves them and actually serving others so that they might know God and be forgiven of all their sins through the effectual work of the cross of Christ. It's not easy work. It's easier just to be lazy. It's easier just to sit around and keep your mouth shut. And again, I'm not saying we go pee-pee beat people over the head with the Bible. But what I am saying is, are we showing the joy that we have in Jesus? And are we loving people where they are at? And are we giving them a picture of hope and a glimpse of a bright future? Again, this is not a guilt trip. We cannot do that unless we are dependent upon Jesus and saying, Lord, please help me to be in step with you. Um, Galatians 5.25 says, let's stay in step with the Spirit. It also tells us that if we are in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And so it's always good, this tension that we live in, to say, okay, Lord, help me today. Help me to, to, to know that you're with me. Help me to trust you. It might be a difficult day even to know his presence, but Lord, help me to, to, to feel you in a real way, tangible way. And some of the best way to do that is to get to quit thinking about yourself. So easier said than done, right? Um, but I think it's, it's a, just a simple prayer. God, what are you inviting me into today? How can I serve others? How can I be looking for ways to, to point people to you? How can I enjoy you in such a way that people will see my good works and glorify you? Um, Lord, how can I do that? And, and then we find ourselves desperate and totally in complete need of his spirit to work in our lives. But we have to admit that need. So may God richly bless your day. Enjoy Jesus. Go and share life.